Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 420 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, nice. Christian Piles, joined, as always, by my mainest man in Easton, Pennsylvania, the pride of the Red Rovers, Red Rover Nation. Send Willie Sailor on over. Willie, how are you? I'm doing wonderful. Actually, I'm not doing wonderful. I'm tired. I'm beat. I'm hurting. From what? I'm sore. Sore? Yeah. Were you doing Pilates again? No, I went for a I went for a run last night, and I may have run like 125 yards, and my calf muscles. I felt my calf muscles go like this, like just cinch up. Why do? You, and and yeah. No. Yeah. Get out of here! It's because you, I, it's. You know we record the show. Record it every single time, so we just go back. Court reporter, I can run a half marathon. No, you you just your your uh, calves seized up one twenty five yards. It's, I, it's because keto. Because keto. It's because keto. It would have I'm nothing serious. to do with the fact that it's been maybe a calendar keto, year since no. you last ran. Keto is supposed to make stronger. I ran a couple times last week. It's because it's. Yeah. Yeah, how is this keto salt? Because <clears throat> no potassium. Because that's exactly right. Yeah. You can't put a banana in there? You can't have a banana? Because of electrolytes. No, I guess I I've I've taken uh potassium and magnesium pills, uh, tablets, you know. But I this, guess I don't take This enough. makes no sense because Kazakh Kazakhstan is a huge exporter of potassium, and you didn't get the hookup when you were there. What did we send you there for if not to get some preventative uh, medicine so you could run? I don't know. Anyway. That my, was our primary diplomatic task. Yeah. My, left, my left calf is as hard as a rock right now, still, currently. Hmm. Okay. Caffeine well, should, coffee should do the trick. Coffee will definitely help um, the calf situation. Okay. punching it? It's really hard. 
Mm-mm. In Let's football, they would uh, they would give you mustard. I don't know if you want to give that a try. It sounds <laughs> delicious. Just drinking vinegar. Mustard. Vinegar. To my left, you may know him as the wrestling nomad. He's just Danny Roy to me. Daniel Roy Lobdell Jr. <laughs> Daniel, how are you? I'm well. I am Schwab mob shirt. I love it. Yep, yep. Panther train. I have a purple one. I like the black one. Yeah, I mean, I have a variety of them from when we were there for Final wow. X. What a flex. Yeah. yeah. That's nice. Straight away with the Eagle of Freedom. Freedom in the Bronco of, you know, we'll just call it the Bronco of Bravery. How about that? They're, they're brave. Every, they're, they're, I honestly, they were the hottest team. Now I think they're by far the bravest team in the NFL. Prove me wrong. Yeah, spot the lie. I think they're the bravest team. Led by the bravest of us all, Casey Kreider. So shout out to him. Here, here. Okie doke. Can now, you explain it? Your jean jacket? And- yeah, I can explain it. It's cold, a little chilly in here. One. Two. Here's a real reason. <laughs> Freaking Ray. It, it's, a, it's the Halloween parties today, okay? And basically, Ray wants really high participation. But I'm not going to wear the full... Bruce Springsteen outfit on FRL. One, it's not actually Halloween for any of you people. Two, I knew none of you guys were going to dress up and participate. It's not going to be the only one looking born to run on the set. But I am just wearing a straight white t-shirt and, um, you know, I don't want to get a barbecue stain on it, so I just threw the jacket on for uh, a little extra warmth. <laughs> Christian, Christian called me yesterday and he's like, uh, you know, we're just, we're just, we start. We just talk. We're just talking wrestling, like we always do. I was like, hey, "What'd you hear about this? What'd you do about that? Hey, how's things going? What are you working on?" And uh, and he's talking, and I'm like, "Where are you at right now?" And he's like, uh, "You know the Bruce Springsteen cover?" He's like, uh, "I'm getting a belt. Try to look like that's what I'm doing for Halloween." And then and then we're just oh, okay. I gotcha. And then we're talking, and he's like, uh, "I gotta, I gotta go. I can't do this. I gotta get out of here." And I'm like, wait. I, I, so I leave it go, and then like a couple seconds later, he's like, "Oh my god, I gotta go." And I'm like, "What are you doing? What are you talking about? You're scared of this belt situation?" And he's like, "Dude, I had to get out of there. I didn't know if it was a woman's or a man's." <laughs> so I go. I just Google. Okay, so if, uh, on the cover of uh, "Born in the USA," is he's wearing this belt? It's like a beaded, like a Western style belt. I'm like, well, here in Austin, Texas, that won't be hard to find. And it's true. There's a lot of Western shops around here. So the closest one is called Gomez Western Wear, where I so I was like, all right, I'll just stop by there. It's actually sort of on the way home. So I go in there, and I was the only gringo uh, in there, and uh, the belts were arranged in such a way and designed in such a fashion that I didn't know if it was a women's belt because there were some effeminate features to them. I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna get my belt here. I just, I just, you know what? The authenticity, I may get, I may get a ding for the belt. The belt is just a, I just have a regular, kind of a regular belt. So, um, yeah. And I just had to get out of there because I was so, con- I was confused and nervous and scared. And so I just, I just left there. <laughs> I left Gomez's Western wear and uh, head to Ross, dressed for less. Made it happen. So yeah, that's why I'm wearing a, a denim jacket today. Now enough, <laughs> enough, Willie. <laughs> Got me off off task because I want to talk about Ohio State rest loss because we had actual wrestling mm-hmm. this weekend. It's the closest we got to real action. Uh, it was teams wrestling each other, and Ohio State 
Ohio State was the best team to wrestle itself. And some interesting results for sure. Probably the biggest one of them all, 184, Zach Steiner taking out um, Gavin Hoffman in a match where Gavin Hoffman may have spent, I'll say, two and a half minutes like this on shot. Yes. Completely extended. Just, just nothing. But he was there every, every, I don't know, 15 seconds of the match. And he had one takedown to his credit, but, but had a hard time finishing. And then he was up, and this is a point that Willie made. He was up 3-0 with riding time in the third period and lost the match, giving up uh, an escape and two late takedowns and couldn't get away at the end and lost to Zach Steiner, who looked pretty good himself. I don't know much about Zach Steiner or his greatest hits, but uh, he's a definite quality option for the for the Buckeyes. I, I am assuming that Gavin will eventually win this spot back and be the guy there, but you never know. And I, I remember, you know, I think the kind of general consensus, well, the Buckeyes didn't look exactly great in a couple spots. And I was like, man, last year Gary Traub beat Chase Singletary. You know, weird, weird things happen in Russloffs. There's so much familiarity there. And, you know, I think that's what keeps the uh, the attack rates a little lower, except for instances where guys are just, like, way outclassed at, like, at 149 or 33. Zach Steiner, same high school as Colin Moore. Okay. <clears throat> Nor Wayne. Little Wayne? Nor Wayne. Oh. <laughs> I really thought you said Little Wayne. I was like, is this a reference? <clears throat> if it was a reference lost to me, it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me. So thoughts on the Steiner Hoffman. Well, um, I thought, you know, Gavin got to legs a bunch, but I mean, two things. One, a guy could, a guy could lose a wrestle off. That's a better guy. And it, it doesn't mean a whole heck of a lot. Um, maybe it's just an off match. Maybe there's familiarity there, but for Gavin, I think, I think it was a, a bad, in, a bad debut so to speak for Gavin in the sense that uh if he can't if he's having trouble finishing on Zach Steiner and getting caught under there uh extended so often I, that's not just a bad performance that's like that's something you got to clean up like mm -hmm. immediately you got to fix that right um and overall I thought that was sort of symptomatic of all the key bouts is that Again, it's early. It's the earliest, and there's familiarity there. But I thought all the key bouts didn't go the most rosy way for, for the Buckeyes. It was funny because we talked about last week all the upside that they had, and you look at their score, you look at their projected team scores, and who might be able to fill in here and, and, and get a bump and close the gap on Penn State for this year. And – you didn't get that indication out of those three key spots. And if you know if Caleb Romero could finish the single leg on Rocky Jordan, he was on multiple times. I mean, he was on Rocky's legs. I think. I mean, I don't consider like Hoffman in up like this like a quality attempt, but he had the angle on a single leg several times. Uh, Romero mm -hmm. did against Rocky Jordan and just couldn't find a way to get height with it or finish backside double on that single leg, but it's very clear he's able to get in. And, you know, Rocky was somewhere like, okay, this guy just put up big numbers on Fritz Sherrill, who we all think is a solid dude. And then 
So yeah, he'll probably beat Caleb Romero, who had a really tough season. So I don't know if it's it's probably just a combination of Caleb is going to be better up at at seventy four. He's a year better. He's a hardworking guy. They're they're two quality recruits coming out. They're both probably top three ish guys. Rocky um, had also had also not wrestled a real match since his state final. Whoa. I, here's here's what's odd to me though. That's crazy. Is he that, did nothing. He I, did no redshirt matches. No, he broke his foot. And so for that I reason, liked, yes, I, I would have liked to see the the Fritz Cheryl match. Just, what's up with the Jordan's uh, feet? Yeah, problematic. <laughs> but I here's the thing: Romero chased him around for like seven minutes. Um, it's it's hard for me to get a gauge on Rocky and where he's yeah. at because, I mean, Romero chased him around and chased him around. At no point in time was – I mean, Rocky could have been hit for stalling more often. I agree. And, and at no point in time was Rocky close to anything that resembled a takedown. But yet, he beat Fritz Sherrill 13-0. Mm-hmm. And so I, I would like to see more than a larger sample size and see what, what was it just the style matchup Romero's just coming and coming and coming and uh, and in a, in a different match you know Rocky was a little bit more offensive or I don't know I mean did Rocky turn him a bunch I don't know I don't know what the situation is so I think the jury's still kind of out on that he definitely had to have some turns because it was thirteen zero. Yeah, yeah. So probably at least one or two sets of near fall. Uh, just quick rundown. Malik Heinzelman won 7-2 over Hunter Lucas. Malik looked good. Decatur dominates uh, Dylan Kuntz. Pletcher beats Quinn Kinner, who I thought Kinner looked good, but Pletcher's just on that level right now. Sasso dominates Trey Griner. Uh, Cleary Maddox. The Yeah, hopefully we don't have to watch that again. That was a tough. That was a tough <laughs> match to watch. Uh, very a lot of teammate familiarity, guys struggling to score, and it was a reversal and tiebreakers. I think for Cleary that was ultimately the difference. Karchla beats Ethan Smith in the the match we were probably most excited to see. Mm-hmm. Now the question becomes: Will Karchla get the nod? I'm thinking the answer is no. They're going to wrestle Smith. Um, they're going to wrestle I Ethan Smith, Smith this year, which I think is fine, smart. I thought Smith looked great. Yeah, he's good. I mean, he didn't he didn't finish, but man, that dude shot more than Russell Westbrook. Oh wow, that's a good one. I know where you were gonna go there. I got nervous. <laughs> Just I don't know, but no, that was well done, Willie. Uh, Stephen Kyle, give us your Buckeye rundown. Uh. I- I was really surprised with the Rocky Jordan match. I was expecting a lot more, especially after what we saw with Fritz Cheryl. And then it felt like one of those matches where you see this in folk style sometimes, and I know I harp on it a lot. It felt like the wrong guy won. It felt like the guy who did majority of the tacking the entire match didn't win. But you got to be able to get off bottom. Um, and then, yeah, that's another thing too, right, Kyle? Is that uh, – it was like Romero had no shot of holding down Rocky, and he also had no shot of getting out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had a good breakdown, and then he, 
Rocky's deep waist was tight, and there was he was basically glued to the mat. Good pressure. Uh, and then sixty-five. Uh, we all picked Clarksville to win, but um, still impre- came away impressed with Ethan Smith, and think as long as the mm-hmm. weight's not a problem, he'll be good there this year. And I think, I think we all talked about that if. Karcher, like, blew the doors off of him, maybe run him out right away. But since it was that tight, I think it's smart to redshirt him. And then, uh, well, I was really impressed with Sammy Sasso, too. Just seeing him light up the scoreboard and and just keep working to score points. Um, I think he's going to be the guy there at 49 and and score a lot of points for Ohio State this year. Yeah, I forgot to mention uh, Sasso Hayes. Keyshawn Hayes the one guy not involved here. Apparently they're both going to go to Michigan State Open and settle it in the uh, in the Thunderdome in East Lansing. <laughs> just call things Thunderdomes now. Just anything competitive, it's a Thunderdome. Let's uh-huh. do it in that field house. Yeah, quite a dome. So also stay stay woke on some more shuffling for the Buckeyes. Who knows if this is going to happen? But possibility. Decatur goes down to 25, redshirt Malik. Kinner goes 33, Pletcher 41. The winner of probably goes Sasso 49, Hayes 57. Would be a really interesting change if it did. I don't know how Decatur does down at 25, but that is uh, definitely a consideration. How are you going to talk to me about belt belt choices and not tell me this on the phone? You just dropped this on everybody on the Man, Willie, I'm dead serious. I I told everyone this yesterday at work, but you don't live here. So I don't remember what I've told. I don't catalog everything I've told. There's a lot of things I thought. Hey, what's going on? Nothing. I'm looking for a belt. This one might be uh, feminine. (laughs) Feminine for me. You might want to say that Jordan Decatur might be going down. We had this exact issue with you yesterday. So With me? No, with him. No, with him. He wasn't telling us stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so mind your P's and Q's, Mr. Sailor. Yeah. That means pints and quarts. I'm going to open the book, my friend. Okay, so. That would be certainly. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't, I'm certainly not withholding this information from you. Also, it's just, it's, it's rumor. You know, it's rumor. It's a little, you know, I just know it's being kicked around. We'll see. Decatur at 25. That could be that could be a that's that could be different. something, huh? Mm-hmm. That's different. That's. I mean, I like about twenty five. Oh, like you like 30, everyone at the lowest weight possible. You like Sasso at one eighteen. Nah, yeah, Sammy's I don't know. Good at forty nine. Yes, yeah, so, Kyle's point though was nice to see Sammy. You know, Sammy. Listen, it's been a couple occasions. A lot of often in freestyle, I think, but. There's been a couple of cases where Sammy got kind of gassed late, let's be honest. He, he kind of faded late. And yeah. to see Sammy working for a score in a wrestle-off with 10 seconds to go is pretty encouraging. Yeah. Also, did you see that? Sammy, um, they gave Sammy some kind of black shirt award, and they said it's like uh, the third black shirt in the history of the program. I don't know what a black shirt means, but that sounds. Well, they just started like... giving them out this year, so <laughs> they've already given oh. out three. It's just like yeah, so if they took it from the Ohio State football team, they give you a black stripe on your helmet when you've like proved yourself, I guess, for lack of a better terms. Like, all right, you're legit. Like, I don't know. 
Nice. And then so they gave one to Colin Moore and Luke Pletcher. And now Sammy got his. Love it. He's very deserving. Total beast. So also in somewhat related, unrelated Ohio State news, just scrolling on the Twitter, and I see Anthony Echemendia at the Ohio State football game, decked out in Ohio State gear, loving his visit. And I said, I really thought I saw a video you posted where he was signing, said signing for Iowa State. So I was confused. And apparently, I don't know what he signed. Someone find out what Anthony Echemendi actually signed. Because there's no way he signed a national letter of intent. Otherwise, this visit is no bueno. <laughs> I guess he didn't sign no. that. He signed something. That was fake news, apparently. It was he a, did not sign anything. He signed something. He did not sign the thing that makes it so he can't visit other schools. Right. Whatever he signed, <clears throat> he didn't sign the national letter of intent. So, sorry we're confused. Didn't realize this was still a possibility, but now everyone in the free world is after this guy. Um, he's absolutely outstanding, and I don't know where the I don't I don't know if the Iowa State thing is just done. He's not going there anymore. I don't know if something happened there or he just realized, hey, I can look around. But I think the Iowa State thing is not even going to happen now. It's crazy. Yeah, I'm a little confused. By Does anyone have thing. any what? How did this? What did he sign? What is happening? I know he's going to visit. Well, I, he's I apparently they, visiting Iowa, the Iowa Hawkeyes. I think that the outlet that, and that maybe it's not their fault. I don't know, but I think the outlet that reported that he signed an NLI and 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 he has people around the table and he's signing something and they report that he signed this NLI. I think they got got because he didn't sign an NLI, right? I mean. That's Unless right. There's, there's no, I don't know, recruiting I mean, rules no up way. and down. Definitely. And also the time, in retrospect, the timing of signing an NLI. That's not when you signed an NLI, right? Yeah, there's like there's like different windows when you can sign. Right? Yeah. So the the 2019 class they had up until like August something. Mm, he might have so, signed in August. No, because it was closer to who's number one. Was it? Yeah. I guess you're right, because, yeah, he signed right before. Good point. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look so at the that's, one that's point. Year, be that's point one. He, point one is he didn't sign, and he must have got the, – the, the publication must have got, got number two. Okay, Kyle. He's uh, signed on September 20th is all I was going to say. Right. Okay. okay. So this year – so, again – it, this is for the 2020 year, but the dates are going to be essentially the same. All uh, Division One and two sports, aside from football, can sign up until August 1st, 2020, which means it was likely August 1st, 2019. And then there's a dead period of sorts, I guess you want to call it, till November. This year it's November mm-hmm. 13th. Last year it was sometime around right. that, the, the 14th or the 12th. So... So here's what he signed me. a piece, or he wrote something on a piece of paper that, in all likelihood, <laughs> Means was not the national letter of intent. What if he wrote the word "psych"? <laughs> he might. He could have. I, he pretended my, my to fake. My question is this: I understand that the signing day, November, whatever, but he already graduated high school. He's not a. He's he's not 
Well, that's a why they have in high school. That's why they have up until August, right? So it's like basically up until the school year starts, so or slightly can, before the school year starts. So he can graduate high school, and because he hasn't signed anywhere by August first, he can't go to college and wrestle anywhere. That makes no sense. Probably not, unless it's a community college. I bet. Iowa Central or uh, or uh, anything that's not D one or D two. I bet anywhere that ha- any level that has an NLI, he could not go. I don't understand. Well, that's not. That can't be true because up until the point of last Thursday, we thought he was wrestling this year. But if he doesn't, then it that may have been false. Yeah, maybe maybe everything was fake. I don't know. We're fake. speculating a lot on some rules we don't know. But one thing's for sure is that that wasn't the window to sign. He couldn't have signed because he's pursuing other schools. And okay, so that's that's the that's the rule situation. The the actual real life stuff is like wh- what happened in the interim. Well, you know what else is a little tricky is like IA Wrestle ran an article that he decommitted. I don't know. D- did he in fact one hundred percent decommit? I was a little confused by that. But then, then the then the Iowa State wrestlers sort of gave him the business, or like they weren't so friendly on social media. So I'm like, all right, that doesn't seem like a situation that's going to rectify itself. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, nor nor I. I don't understand. I mean, he was training with David Card, who's number one. Metcalf was there. I mean, I did. Yeah. So I was so bamboozled to learn this. So now it's on, right? Everyone's after this guy. He's clearly an impact wrestler. Um, visited Ohio State. He's going to visit Iowa. Um, I think, you know, Arizona State's definitely interested. I'm sure he's probably interested in them, having sort of been from Arizona. Uh, so who knows how this is going to play out? He's he's going to make a difference wherever he winds up if – all the other things can align for him. Yeah, one thing, I mean, I was under the impression, and back to your point that, I mean, at who's number one and prior to who's number one, it was like he was all in at ISU. And and those guys were super supportive of him. Um, like you said, the teammates and the coaches were there and stuff. Um, but one thing, I, it has to change the timeline, right? I mean, How's he can? How do you apply and get in and still wrestle? Because Iowa State was saying they anticipated the indications were that they ended, ended uh, they thought he was going to wrestle this year, and maybe even first semester. Yeah. And I can't imagine that happened anywhere else. No idea. It's a weird situation. Uh, so he got a Stuff little heat for it on on Twitter. For the change, he says, I'm just doing what, what everyone does. But it's not quite true. But Anthony's sort of – he's not been in our country for all that long. So I'm sure there's a definite learning curve and kind of understanding how this works. It's a very unique process, one that, you know, doesn't exist in Cuba. Um, so I – Certainly know, does not exist in Cuba. Definitely does not exist in Cuba or really anywhere else, actually, now that I think about it. So don't – 
blame him for exploring options. The timing is a little confusing. I wonder if he's getting bad advice or whatever that says, hey, yeah, sign here, do it right now, go, 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 and then hold on, wait, I can look elsewhere. You know, you don't know what you don't know in that, that type of situation. But I don't, I don't fault him for if he has the availability to change his mind, he should, should be able to do it. Okay. We did it. No more. Uh, Steve and Kyle, any other super juicy wrestle-off results? Uh, apparently, Brayden Lee lost. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, to Baylor Fernandez. So, And it was like <laughs> weird 8-2 in like ultimate tiebreakers. Yeah. You rarely see something like that. Um, so it sounds like. Flirted with bonus points in ultimate <laughs> tiebreakers. <laughs> sounds like he got turned. It's hard to do. It's hard to do. Um, so we'll see. I, I mean, believe Baylor, well, Fernandez Baylor Fernandez is a true Fernandez. freshman, right? Yeah. So I would doubt that he would go over Brayton, but interesting result. It, Baylor, really solid kid. Um, I, I thought that his best attribute was on top coming out of high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I would n- never have predicted him beating um, Brayton, but, uh, you know, the, the top the top stuff makes a difference. And I don't know. <clears throat> Another wrestle-off result, and what do you make of it? I probably think that <clears throat> Brayton beats him 90 times out of 100. I don't know. Maybe that's not true, but um, – I also just get the impression that Brayton is probably a guy that gets better as the year goes on. He probably is not at the top of his game. I just think but Brayton wins so much on – he wins a lot of the matches late. Um, his conditioning is a big thing for him. So the so the kind of the vibe of <clears throat> when you read the the Minnesota Forum – so first of all, it was an open practice. There was no real indication that it was a wrestle-off or even a scrimmage. It was basically, it seemed like they were just kind of doing matches for the, wasn't a maroon for, gold for the for the fans. And Braden's a forty-nine, <sighs> Baylor's a fifty-seven. So there's probably a little sizing there, and it probably there probably wasn't like an actual weigh-in like you sometimes have for for these types of things. And then there are other people saying that his back looked messed up afterwards. So I don't know. I know Baylor Fernandez is good on top. And hopefully, you know, Brayton's not injured in any way, and hopefully we get to see Baylor Fernandez beat up some more dudes on top this year. Lots of hoping. But it didn't didn't um, sound like there was a, you know, wrestle-off feel to it. At Virginia Tech, Connor Brady beat number 17 BC LaPrade, 7-4. Hmm. I don't think – do you think I – don't, I don't think they're going to go with Brady. I don't um, think so either. Yeah, no reason. Um, and then that's another one. Yeah, go, go uh, ahead. Will. Virginia Tech. Um, you know, I thought the optimism that Ohio State had was sort of muted a little bit, but by the, by the wrestle off results, I think that um, some of the some of the results from Virginia Tech, also with uh, Prada beating Latona. Mm-hmm. Um, Smeltzer, um, Cody Howard. Cody Howard was a guy I had, and, and you know, no disrespect to Smeltzer, but um, if Howard's going to be a factor, you would think that he would win that match. Uh, and Andonian, 6-2. It sounded like the first period was wild, but um, 
Now, more Brett Moore is good and a, and a veteran, but I, I just think maybe you know slow down on some of these freshmen. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, the I, I think Smeltzer is probably the biggest surprise just based on everything we heard about Cody Howard. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, go ahead. At, well, I was just gonna say at Rutgers, keeping on the freshman topic. Uh, Jojo Aragona won both of his matches, including beating uh, Peter Lapari, who qualified for nationals last year. Um, Sammy Alvarez also won both of his matches, beating Meltzer and Firestone, guys who we've seen in the lineup for Rutgers before. So it'll be interesting to see if those two go right away yeah. for Rutgers. And we do have their first duel live Saturday. So. Heck yeah. And Alvarez posted something on Instagram debut. about making his college debut. He did on which, Twitter too. but Yeah. Which does not necessarily mean that he will right. be wrestling attached in a duel because there are opens this weekend. However, Vis-a-vis. he plans on wrestling. JoJo, I don't know. I would wrestle JoJo at the shoot. Yeah, I think so. I think I think that's kind of definitely been the consideration all along with JoJo, and I think eventually he, he goes. Now, oh, a bone to pick with Willie's uh, Italian rankings. You got Peter Laparian when this man just lost to JoJo Aragona. Yeah, I didn't. Well, first of all, you know, this is. I couldn't sleep last night. It was like two o'clock <laughs> in the morning when I did these. When I did these, and I did these very, rather quickly. But uh, okay. I didn't expect Aragona to wrestle this year. Maybe. What? And yeah, you did. You know. I was not belt shopping oh. when we talked about this. You got all kinds of people bumping up weights. Yeah. No, well. I like the bumps. Chenzo. Ch- Listen, which then Ch- caused Labriola to bump, which then caused Bonacorsi to bump. Yeah. You got to bump. Well, you got to make some to tough the, decisions. They put the best team together. <laughs> you got the best <laughs> 10 on the mat, I guess. I guess. Also, Anthony Cassar, you're, not, you're a, not, not Italian. I'm going to – uh. I'm going to – we need to have a talk, a serious talk about the right. state of Italian-American wrestlers at 141 pounds. Very slim pickings. Well, that's, why, that's my Aragona point. If you, can, yeah, if, you, I mean, if you can bump up all three weights, all these guys up weights, you can't pull Aragona's red shirt for the, for the Paisans? Well, this is this – You don't think you have authority to do happened. that? You're like, well, I don't want to get into pulling red shirts here. I don't know yeah. why. I don't know why I started thinking it. I don't know why I started thinking about it. No one does. I, I don't know why I started thinking about Italians, but I, then I was like, ah, I bet you can put a pr- pretty good squad together. And I started looking through the rankings, and I go to 41, and there's no Italians. I mean, it's a real problem in America. There's no words And yet. there's no there's no Italians uh, at 141. Not many. Slim pickings. I bet um, there's some that you don't know are Italians. Yeah. How about uh, Sparaccio? He qualified last year. No, okay, so let me okay, last two, I didn't even last two years. Name. I just went he qualified. I went through the rankings. Wait. I went through the rankings at forty one. And obviously Aragona's name wasn't there, so that's why I didn't have him in there. All right. But in doing so, like like everything, I started going down a rabbit hole and I'm like I was literally typing in what nationality is uh, Cutler, right? <laughs> Cutler is apparently French. Um, Cutlery but, makes sense. Oh, I also, I also tell you, what nationality is DeSanto? Spanish, Spain. He's from Spain, or it says it, they're from Spain. But anyway, 
I think I could put together really good squads from like Ireland, Greece. Hmm. Uh, hey, you know who else is not French? Spain. France, Spencer, maybe. Spencer Lee. So you got Spencer yes. and Cutler. That's and, pretty mm -hmm. solid. And just Western Europe, yes. you got DeSanto. DeSanto. Dupre. I feel like DeSanto's definitely Italian, though. Yeah. I feel like he's probably Italian. I, yeah, no. This is the research we That's need Spain. to do. Okay, moving on. We did that. We any other? I think we we hit the wrestle off scene well enough. Um, did we? Yeah, I think we did it. Is there anything else? Uh, Connor McGonagall into overtime with Nick Farrow, which is interesting because Farrow's their projected starter. McGonagall is like lifetime and zero against Julian Claybo, a guy who I picked to place. So. Mm -hmm. I want to see some Connor McGonagall this year. Hmm. Okay. Other than that... Uh, Little Rock and Long Island had their wrestle-offs, which is just good because they're wrestling, and we want them to wrestle and have more programs. So that's good. All right. Permission to move on from wrestle-offs. Yeah, Granted. I guess we're going to get into we're going to get into top two teams. Top two teams, starting with the number two team in America, the Iowa Hawkeyes, led by Coach Tom Brands. Here's their lineup, as I believe it will be heretofore. Okay. 125, Spencer Lee. 133, Austin DeSanto. 141, Max Murin. This is uh, – Turk's got a chance to start here, but I think we'll, it'll figure – it'll be Murin. Lugo, Caleb Young, Bull – Kemmer, Cash, Wilkie at 84. Now, Nelson Brand's watch, is uh, he's going to be hovering around 74, 84. What? What are you looking at? 84? Remember they were trying to suck him down to 57? Don't rule it out. The Hawkeye Report? Yeah, not anymore. That's a big, that's a, that's they a learned, big gap, 57 Hawkeye Report 84. learned from the growth of this situation. They were trying to, they, were, they, they cut him down to 41. It didn't go well. Explain, explain this. Why wouldn't it be? Cash. Why would they move Nelson all the way up to eighty four? No, I'm not saying I'm not saying they're benching Cash Wilkie. I'm saying watch out, Nelson Brands is gonna be in the mix at seventy four and eighty four. Like if they hold Kimmer out for some things, I think we'll see Nelson Brands. If Cash is I uh, think I think he's gonna try to make the team. He's not just gonna be like, All right, I'm the backup. What if you had to choose a guy to try to kick out of the lineup, are you gonna go after Kimmer, Bull, or Cash Wilkie? Willie? Well, yeah, but I don't expect him to start anywhere. Okay. Do you are, do you think that's p – picture yourself as an elite Division One wrestler. Do you think that's just, okay, I'll accept that and just call it a year, see you next year, hopefully someone graduates? I think he's probably going to try yeah. to start. Yeah, lots of guys are going to try to start. I just don't think he's going hater. to. Hater. Big hater. Well, I say a big reason I say that is not because of his talent level. It's because, um, it's because at uh, I was talking to him at, at who's number one, and he seemed he did not seem that big. Like eighty four kind of shocks me. But well, yeah, he's not that big. He's not an eighty four pounder. But <laughs> I mean, okay, so Tom, he isn't. Tom, yeah, so he isn't full size. Tom Brands. Yeah, no one's saying he's a big 84. That's why yeah, I said yeah, 74 yeah. first. When I said 74, if he's a full-size 84. Uh, Tom even said he's going to help us this year, whether it's 65, 74, or 84. He said those 
those weight classes. So take that, it up with take it up with Tom. That to me intimates a pitch count situation for Kemmerer mm-hmm. based on having missed an entire year with an injury mm-hmm. and not wanting to re incur that injury. Yes. Because Michael Kemmerer can be really good. Huge points for them this year. Monster. Jacob Warner at ninety seven. Anthony Cassiope, two eighty five. See your uh Italian heavyweight. Yes. <laughs> okay. Tournaments, dual schedule for the Hawkeyes. They go Midlands. It's their only real tournament. Other than Big Tens. It's pretty tough. Dual-wise, UTC, Iowa State, Princeton, Wisconsin, Nebraska, Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, Minnesota, Oklahoma State, have mercy. Yeah, for the first time in a long time, huh? For the first time in a couple years, they have a really good home schedule. Yes. I was going to say, well, wasn't that long ago. They had uh, Ohio State and Penn State at home Mark's freshman year, I'm pretty sure. So they've had, they've had some good ones, but yeah, as far as it, it's been, definitely last year was not their best home schedule. My recollection of Iowa is typically <clears throat> that they kind of slow play into Midlands, and a lot of those guys like going to Midlands with undefeated records or very good records. Yeah, they're, they're doing very well. But this year, Iowa State, Wisconsin, and Princeton. Now I'm favoring Iowa as a whole in those duels, but there's some individual matchups that they gotta they're gonna mm-hmm. have to work for. And also the Iowa State duel for a couple of years running was not really a, a thing. Right. Like they were just running them out of the gym and now as that squad has improved, that's become a, a tougher duel where they almost lost it last year. And this year it's gonna be really really tough duel as well. So they'll have that and then Wisconsin being early first semester or in early December is definitely a deviation. And in Princeton, they had them early last year too. So, yeah, you're you're exactly right. Normally it's a, a much slower burn there for their schedule, but they're going to be in the fire pretty early and often. Yeah, and Princeton, we talked about that during um, when we did their thing, but that's their hell weekend, and Brecky's coming out with an article, toughest non-conference schedules. What, what is – is Iowa going to be on that one, no. Brecky? No, and I'll talk about it more in the article, but it's tough for these Big Ten teams to be in the non-conference, toughest non-conference schedule because they wrestle more conference duels nine, than right? pretty much any other conference. Yeah, they, every team wrestles nine, so you have less dates. And then the majority of the time, because their schedule is so hard with the, that Big Ten schedule, they're going with weaker non-conference opponents, Right, which makes total sense. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, and they they can't schedule the best teams in the country non-conference because they're in their conference. Correct. <laughs> That's the hardest part of building. And they already have one pretty much always with Oklahoma State. Yep. For and Iowa State. So yeah. There's two of your non-conference right there. Yeah. Understandable. So, uh, tough schedule for, for Iowa, fun duel. Let's, let's discuss you know what the— pops? What pops, buddy? They only graduate two guys mm-hmm. in Lugo and 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 uh, Cash. So, <clears throat> I mean, that's a salty team that's going to come back. Hundred percent true. Mike, my, my, who who do you think goes forty nine for them next year? Does I, Mir- well, I, I think. Moves up. 
Yep. I think I think, I think they move big. up. I think they move. I think they all move up. I mean, I was surprised by you saying DeSanto at thirty three. Not like shocked, but I thought for for sure. Reading tea leaves, I thought DeSanto was going to move up. Murin was going to move up, but it, it's probably the right play. DeSanto at thirty three, Murin at forty one, Lugo because Lugo's a senior. Now next year Lugo comes out, those guys can move up. And probably Abasad at eighty four, if mm-hmm. him or maybe I guess Nelson, if uh, mm-hmm. he had he had some size, and you're looking at ten really really, I mean that's a good lineup. That's why I think they're they're a better shot. They might have a better shot next year of winning yeah. the title than this year. Now this year they're obviously very much in the mix, but just. The composition of their team with other teams, <clears throat> especially Penn State, they might have a better shot next year. Penn State loses Mark, Chinzo, three think national Shaker, We think Kassar. But maybe Kassar could definitely be back sure. somehow. And then returning, you know, Yanni Ironman, so maybe a guy like Nick Lee, and obviously those guys could go up, but maybe Nick Lee's points go back down when thirty three gets tougher again, maybe RBY's points go back down. So like Lee and mm-hmm. Lee and RBY could be very high. They might just stay high, but they might be higher this year than they are next year because guys come. Well, back. it is episode four twenty. Wow, they're probably going to stay high, guys. It is four twenty. Is marijuana's birthday? We all get it, guys. It's so funny. <laughs> it's so funny. Okay, now a, a lot of Teasdale questions, you know, but I, I think he's not going to be able to wrestle. Somewhat so- fueled by you. Well, somewhat. Just pour gasoline on the fire by you. What is it? Wait, how? I don't think a lot of people were talking about the second semester thing until you brought it up. Yeah. Including the people on this show. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. That's a classic. I was. I must have been belt shopping. Anytime I don't tell you something, <laughs> I was just focused on getting a nice Western-style belt. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think he's going to be able to wrestle till second semester, and for that reason, I think DeSanto goes 33, and they got to like Mirren, and... Maybe it's just about a year of getting Gavin ingrained with the program, and then next year he's ready to go. My question is an eligibility one. Was last year a redshirt, or was it like it didn't happen and he's going to get it back and he's still got five years so he he's can He's listed on the roster as a redshirt freshman. Hmm. So that makes me wondering. But here's the thing. Have we ever seen Iowa do a mid year plot twist with their lineup where they bump someone up to slide someone in. Like it's something that we're like it makes sense on paper, but actually just division one wide. Have you ever seen that? Like take a legit well, all American and Iowa State last year. Oh. That was yeah. And you know what we were saying last year? We've never seen anything like this. Yes. This has never happened. So Yeah, I don't yeah, think not that an all American. Uh, like yeah, sure. Guys that Mm-hmm. You're trying to fit guys in and make make retro torque and all that, sure. But never like a all American or a group of all Americans together kind of moving them about. There have been some instances where a guy's tried to make the way like I remember Colt Sponseller went down to fifty seven for like an hour and a half and then it was like, Well, he can't hold that. So he goes back. Pantaleo drop. Yeah, Pantaleo. Mono. Yeah. Pantaleo drop. But it's never like this guy's a 33. He's fine at 33. He wrestles the first semester. DeSanto's going to do well 
at 33. Maybe sure. it, I've, I've just I've just never seen. There's, it's very rare to see a guy bump. So for that reason, I don't think it's going to happen. But maybe they say Teasdale could force their hand if he if he won, if he is wrestling really well and he's eligible to wrestle and all that stuff, and he goes to Midlands, which there's nothing prohibiting him from wrestling at Midlands. Right. I don't think what um because if he wrestles because they have like Iowa unattached and they have unattached unattached. Mm-hmm. There's which various is, attachments, which is always fun. So if he go, what if he goes to Midlands and wins? wins. But then that, then maybe it's a consideration. But I well, don't also, know. Also, um, you know, maybe it's a situation because we said before, Desanto has dis- has discussed the possibility of moving up a long time ago. Um, mm-hmm. And while it would be odd. Uh, and sort of um, the precedent usually doesn't say this is this ha- this happens too often. Um, maybe DeSanto makes 133 a couple times and is like, no, I'm going up. You know, um, that that could be a case. Now, is is I saw somebody post somewhere, is DeSanto and Gavin going to wrestle somewhere in an open or something? I haven't seen wrestle that. each other. I would doubt it unless it happened at Midlands. Yeah. No, I, I somebody. I don't know why DeSanto I mean, would go to an open. Right. That's, yeah, true. That's where my head's at as well. So I don't know. I mean, it's certainly an exciting. It's a lineup shifting, a team race impacting move. If they bump up DeSanto and Thirties, I just I don't think that's going to happen this year. It seems to make a lot of sense next year. I in all, I don't know if. Gavin's going to want it or whatever if he meets the criteria. But if he doesn't meet the criteria for getting a year back, I don't understand who does. These guys are getting years back for just because they were on the bench for a year behind someone. <laughs> and they can say they were in, you know, this guy, he, you know. Well, that, <clears throat> that's the other thing is. The, didn't wrestle a match. The the yeah. stuff doesn't happen until after the fact, right? So yeah. being listed as a redshirt freshman is probably their understanding as of, you know, whenever they put it in August, right? But in August of 2020, it could be like, okay, no, he is he's now once again a redshirt freshman. Yeah. To be clear, I'm all for guys getting years back. I think it's great. I love it. But, you know, we can also call it what it is. Yeah. Well, and again, like what what teams put on rosters, like that should be taken with some level of respect, right? Cuz it's those are the people that theoretically know it. However, things can change, right? Kemmer is listed as a senior this year, and we all very much believe that he's going next year. Oh yeah, that's a, that's a right. That's a thing too, Nomad. That's a you can't get accurate information on the freaking roster half the time. It's like their own website lists them wrong or does something wrong. You can't get you can't get box scores. You can't get rest offs. You don't know who's starting. You don't know who's. Hmm. This is for a lot of schools. Some schools where... are, are uh, I mean, I, I, most of them do a decent job, at least with the roster. Some of them take them a little bit. But anyways, so that's Iowa. Uh, let's go into who they got coming in because mm-hmm. they, just got, <clears throat> they just got a Super 32 champ commit last night. So for 2020, they have, and Willie did his uh, – mid-season, early-season, pre-signing day recruiting class rankings, which is smart because there's only a few guys left. Uh, but 
They've got, and these are big board rankings, number five, Patrick Candy, number 17, Jesse Ibarra, number 35, Brett Lee Reyna, number 55, Colin Schriever, and number 105, Gabe Christensen, along with uh, Leif Schroeder of Montana and Colby Schriever, uh, Colin's brother. So those are all 2020 guys, and then obviously Wyatt Henson committed uh, a week or two ago. Uh, he's their only 2021 commit as of this time. So kind of looking ahead, they have weights filled now. Because uh, my my kind of question going forward was, what do they do in that forty nine to sixty five range, or you know seventy four, with depending on what Kennedy does. So they have guys there now. They just got to fit them in, and then you know you're saying Etchemendi is going to visit them. So yeah, do they continue to try and not recruit over guys or whatever, but you know continue to stockpile? I say they stockpile. It's the Iowa Hawkeyes. You have to. Do you think? That with Reyna's commitment, do you think? I don't want to say they moved on, but do you, you know? Do you think that the Sokol ship has sailed? I think Sokol's going to Ohio State personally. I, I think between Reyna and Henson, because mm-hmm. I think that kind of fills both those worlds. And yeah, yep, I I agree too. And then again, even if. Even, you know, this is something I talk about with parents all the time, right? Even if right, Ryan Sokol believes he's the best kid in the country, believes he's going to beat all those guys, believes he's going to be a national champ when he gets to college, right? That, that That's why he's doing all these things. But there's still money tied up. So you might end up getting well, there's, there's, a worse yeah, deal. there's money tied up. There's money tied up. You get a worse deal. And I don't think anybody that's – you don't you – don't, not believe you can beat those guys, but you certainly are less inclined to go to a place where they, it's going to be harder to start, right? Right. Mm-hmm. All righty. Now. Um, those look good, though, for the next. Like, they're they're going to be back in that 1-2 range because they're kind of hanging the 3-4 for a little bit. Well, this year, man, it, it would be – it's hard to – to picture a scenario where they're not top two this year, right? Just is given... it hard to picture? Is it hard to picture a scenario where that's 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 not what we get? Is it hard to picture a scenario that Penn State's one, uh, uh, I was two? I mean, it's hard for me to envision anything else but that. It's 2018. It's you know, it's very similar to that Penn State Ohio State year. You think? Yeah. Where there's two very clear teams, and there's question marks, but it's going to play out through the course of the year, and then they're going to go, and they're going to suck up all the points, and it's going to be 130 to 120, 140 to 130. I mean, it's going to be a big gap. I think it's going to be a lot like that 2018 year. What's more likely, Iowa wins or finishes outside the top two? More likely to happen. More likely is that they win. Yeah. I agree. Them finishing outside yeah. the top two would mean calamitous things happen. Injuries and, you know. The only way they finish just... not second is if, right, they have the worst luck in history and, I don't know, maybe. I mean, who else can take second? That's the thing. State, maybe. Who, who's, getting se- who's getting second if not Iowa or Penn State? I, I, don't, I don't see a third superpower here. 
I see two powers, and I see like ten really good teams. So in 2018, mm-hmm. Penn State got 141.5, Ohio State got 133.5, Iowa was third with 97, so 36 and a half points, but half points uh, behind. And both Penn State and Ohio State got team points deducted, so 37 points separating uh, two and three. And I think we're yeah, have but, a similar situation this year. Yeah, but this year, um, I mean, 97 sort of high for third. Uh, you saying yeah? Could be, I don't could be even bigger. I don't. Yeah. I, I'm saying this year. I'm saying this year. I don't know if there's a 97 point third place team. I agree with you, Willie. 97 is high. 97 has put you in the mix to win titles in in past years. I mean, with 2000, I mean, Ohio State 2000, won with 102. In 2009, what what did Ohio State win, or what did Iowa win by there? That was like that was one of the lowest I can ever remember because like. No team could like stay out of their own way. Like everyone kind of had a chance, and like crabs and barrel type situation. Everybody just. There's been a couple times. It was ninety six point five ninety two. Yeah. So ninety six point five won it in two thousand nine. That's crazy. Yeah, because you don't always need a hundred to win. So Mm -hmm. that's uh, ninety seven is a that's a great great performance. What I'm looking at so um. As like combined scores, right? That two, 2018 was the second most combined one and two. The first being when Iowa scored 170 points, and Oklahoma <laughs> that makes it tough. Oklahoma State was second with 113.5. Um, but so like the top eight or nine kind of closes out at 256 and a half. So we're gonna see a. I, I think we're easily gonna see a top ten combined one and two all time. Penn State and Iowa here. A top what? Yeah, combined top like three top. Or four. So it'll be it'll be the number one team score and the number two team score. Mm-hmm. When you combine them, it'll be top ten all time based on. Got it. Like like in twenty seventeen was also very high. Penn State and Ohio State combined for two fifty six and a half. I think it's going to be something above that, like in the two sixties. In twenty thirteen and twenty fourteen, the team race was that was maybe the most competitive. I've seen it in terms of like three or four teams involved because 2014, Penn State, Oklahoma State, and Minnesota all late in the game had chances to win. Like the Minnesota was the Dardanes away. Uh, I feel like Oklahoma State had a shot late as what was well. The, what was the what was the Z year? That was 2013. Yeah, and they were right there to oh, win yeah. it that year as well. 123 and a half to 119 and a half Penn State over Oklahoma State and uh their heavyweight had a he looked to have a shot he looked to win and then and Minnesota they, had 110 and a half that year and then in 2014 it was Penn State 109.5 Minnesota 104 Oklahoma State 96.5 yeah so <laughs> so late in the game it was everyone was in the, and that that year Iowa had a great shot to win uh, just they didn't. That was one. That was a calamitous uh, year for Iowa, 2014, in terms of their uh, tournament results. So, Stephen Kyle, give us some hawk thoughts. Hawk thoughts. Um, excited. Uh, ready to. I'm. It's exciting to see them back, like in the top two, like have a real shot at winning. And when it's against Penn State, it makes it that much more fun yeah agree completely agree it's the it's the 
It's the best rivalry there is. Yeah. Right. How much? How much of this is Spencer Lee effect? Because his impact clearly goes beyond just scoring twenty five points NCAA's. Right. Like it. It seemed like it shifted the program back to what they were when they were winning titles, which has kind of allowed them to get these recruits in that now you have a team that can win a title. Seems I'm, like a lot for me. Yeah, I don't know. I, I it's hard to it's hard to quantify. Yeah, it's I don't like, know. It's not like a thing you can I think his biggest impact is the points he scores in NCAA. Yeah, games. I think I don't, I don't, I don't think see, he's had yeah. that I don't think he's had that great of an impact on recruiting Although he did recruit uh, Austin DeSanto. And probably Gavin Teasdale. But yeah. um, point. And, like, fan-wise, like, they, the fans seem to have more. That's for sure. Because uh, I'll, I'll say this. If Spencer Lee's – if Iowa wasn't at recruiting as well as they have, it would sort of be a disaster. I mean, I, I don't see this giant uptick in recruiting. I think if Spencer's gonna if Spencer's gonna have a dramatic impact in recruiting, it's gonna be among the fourteen year olds that are looking up to him and watching him. I don't think it's gonna be the guys he was who was two years behind him. That makes sense. It's possible. Okay. Um, I don't want to do Penn State today. It's well, not- good thing we are three days a week now. Yeah. So <laughs> manana, baby. And we can we can do Penn State tomorrow. And then still have time on Thursday to talk about Joey Silva. <laughs> Joey Silva, yes. <laughs> and all of the Division One duels being done <laughs> first. <Yeah>. Pretty <laughs> pumped for that. Um, man, when will we first see Joey Silva? That's what I need to know. I'll have that answer for you Wednesday. I should know. Why don't Maybe you just Michigan's... ask Sean or Leah or any of our friends? And That's Coach Bormat to you and me, or at least me. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, maybe I will. Maybe I will. I mean, if you go by their schedule this weekend, um, Michigan State Open, but then uh, the next Friday night against North Carolina live on Flow Wrestling. Oh, baby. Silva Hernandez. Wait, not Hernandez. Who's going 41 for them? I thought he's going there. You don't even know what oh, way yeah. he's going. <laughs> I keep forgetting he's going 33. You bump fraud. Fake Joey Silva fan. Not a fake fan. I just kind of like him at 41, but I love him at 33. So it is Hernandez. I was right about the matchup, wrong about the weight. Just just get off my back, man. Um, all right, let's go. Let's, uh, all right, let's go to questions from friends. Is that okay? At 9.05 here. <laughs> How much did you pay? How much did you pay for that jean jacket? <laughs> well, you know, I got it at Ross, dressed for less. So, you know, it was a bargain. I'm going to say $23. It was 22, I swear. <laughs> Damn it. That's a good deal. It is Boys, a good deal. Look, it looks great. It's a really solid jacket. I'm going to keep this in the rotation. You think this, is, this wasn't just a Halloween purchase. This is going great. in the rotation. It's a great fit. No matter, no matter are you participating? Oh, my what God. What do you think about the camo sh- insert? Wait, it's camo inside. Yeah. yeah. Is, is there, maybe it's a reversible jacket. Nope. Hold on. Nope. Every jacket is technically reversible. Nope. It's just a matter of if it'll button. No. It's don't reversible. Do it. Yep, it is reversible. Y'all keep going. It's reversible. It's not reversible. I got an announcement to make. First first a question, then an announcement. For my first question, I know the answer to this. <laughs> no matter, are you participating? 
No, man, are you participating in Halloween dress up? What do you think? No, absolutely not. Okay, follow up announcement. We're getting our fantasy draft together, and Nomad said he's not participating. Among others. Explain explain yourself. Well, Mike and Bader are not surprised. They're not. This is. Fantasy is not really their thing. Yeah. You get really excited for fantasy. No, I. Hate fantasy. I hate fantasy sports. I hate all the DMs I get about it. I hate the tweets I get about it. I hate fantasy sports. I don't want to participate. I'm sorry. It has been building. Would you participate in me. fantasy wrestling? No, I don't like fantasy it. sports. I don't like fantasy wrestling. I don't like fantasy no, baseball. I don't like fantasy football. Out. I don't like fantasy basketball. What about hockey? Love fantasy hockey. Okay. Stop asking me about your fantasy teams. I don't care. It's not – who cares? That's a whole different story about people asking you about fantasy teams. Participating in fantasy, the one year that you did participate in it or – Here's what I'll do. I will do you what really normal people it. do. I'll do what normal people do if we do on like Monday or Tuesday for NCAAs and we no, all get 10 so people. Weak, no, you have that's the whole fine. year's worth of data. You have the seeds. You have everything. This, this actually shows if you can predict some things. No, you know what this shows? Luck. No, no. Yeah, it largely shows no. luck. The the, no, it the, the the fifteen man the fifteen man thing, and not doing any scoring throughout the course of the year until NCAA's. It's 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 a luck thing. It's it is purely luck. luck. No, it's not. Yes, no, it's it luck. is. If, if if you drafted, if uh, you draft, I don't know, oh, Jacob Holtz like ago, last week. Two years ago, yeah. when he drafted like a monster squad, and there were a couple picks in there. And yeah, it, it, you know why I did that? You know why I like gloated over all you guys because I hate fantasy, and you cared about it so much, and I still beat you. Well, I beat you last year. I beat all of you. You beat Spay by half a point. What does that matter? Anyway, fantasy is dumb. I'm I'm glad all of you guys like fantasy out there. It's great. I hate it. I've never liked it in any sport. I don't want to participate in it anymore. So why'd you ever do it? No because made. you guys oh, like no, doing no, no, no. it, so we still you basically like, browbeat me into doing it. So no, now this year true. we have an option. I'm not doing it. You I'm not doing it. I'm 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 with Mike Bader. I'm out. I'm out. He, he I'm not doing it. I'm couple, not doing it. I never wanted to do it. A couple lies there. One, they're not lies. One, he said this year we have an option, as though it was not optional before. He no, said this it year was, I have an you, option. It's never been mandatory. It's totally what? been mandatory before. You just it's made that up. Since you need so much, you have to make it mandatory. And if he doesn't do it. He's out of here. All right, fine. Right. <laughs> uh, please don't go, though. But, but Put my no. money where my mouth is. No, but for real, please don't go. I, I just don't. How do you? How do you hate, especially wrestling? How do you hate fantasy wrestling? What? And then, and then we'll discuss on FRL every freaking week what our predictions are. It's the same thing. It's not the same thing right. because it has nothing yes, to do with the is. season. Ours is only for NCAA's. So what? All right. Do you not see the difference? Someone even asked a question oh, today really? about how we've been getting along, along so much better. And now that's why we're moving on from this topic. We're getting along. It's just Nomad. Nomad, nomad goes, screamed nomad. at everyone. He lost Because his I've been, I've been, this has been building up in me for three years. Well, that's your fault for never saying anything. No one ever said you had to do it. It's just something we do He's, every year. I've heard him rail against it before. Not the wrestling portion, but. Uh, I've heard him rail against fantasy sports. He didn't. God forbid somebody. It is. It it is like this massive. Like fantasy and gambling have had this massive impact on sports, which is phenomenal and 
Great. I pass. Nomad's out. <laughs> Nomad has no fantasies. All right, let's go to questions. Nomad, hey, Nomad's uh, not in our league, so maybe we have a spot open. I don't know. Maybe we can. See we do us. have a spot. I think. Uh, how many are we up? To, how many people do we have? Wait, I think we're full. No, we have a spot open. So Once. open invitation for Sam. Sam. No, we don't. I put C on in. Oh. Oh, I'm sure he'll do phenomenal. Oh my! Uh, only gosh. for the. And only we'll for hold the, up the draft. Sion had a couple months there where he was like nice and friendly. The last week or so, he has been completely incorrigible. Persnickety. He, he is so mad at me <laughs> because of, of uh, because I get here before him and I park in the best spot, and he thinks it's his spot for some reason. I don't know why he thinks that. You've been parking <laughs> there for months. Yeah, I'm. He never parked there. There's also no assigned spots. There's no assigned spots. One, two. He can just get here earlier. That's it's, correct. The, the spot is available a lot of times. I just happen to be the first one here every single day. So you know what? <laughs> to the victor go the spoil, Sion. Set your alarm. Okay. Sorry. Now I'm yelling at Sion. Look what you started. Let's yell at everybody. Let's yell at everybody. All right. Actual Cannibal 1, which I said we wouldn't ask this guy's questions anymore, but... I don't, I'm I, just, don't know, I don't know, Jim. I don't know, Jim. I don't know, Jim. He might not be an actual cannibal. Uh, I spoke to a member of the Ohio State wrestling coaching staff whose name, we'll say, rhymes with Mo Gordon. He said the main reason Kirk Fleet went to Ohio State was to have Snyder as a training partner. Any chance he follows Snyder to, to Penn State? At this point in the recruiting transfer landscape, what can be ruled out? I will say, <laughs> I will say that he will not go, that he will stay. But at the same time, that is not something you can predict. Huh? You sort of can. No, I know, but that's not like a. Oh yeah, it's not like a reasonable thing to predict. Yeah, that would be that would be a quite a quite a jump for Greg. Uh, I hope no pickle by pinfall. Um, that was like a half hour ago. Thank you for catching up. Oh, was it? He yeah. ready? He already wrestled too. Kirk Fleet. The reason I'm transitioning to Bo Nickel is because I was just checking on Kirk Fleet at U23 Worlds. He won his first match. He should be up soon if he hasn't already wrestled. Anyway. All right. Uh, I guess we're going U23 results. Um, no no one want to talk about that. So next Well, question. I mean, how can you I'm – with, I'm with Nomad. How can you tell? I mean, both well, these guys, good points. I mean uh, – he, he, to be fair, he committed to Minnesota, Oklahoma State, and then Ohio State. So there's been decisive – Decision making, you know, there's been mind changing before. To say that it wouldn't mm-hmm. happen in college is I don't I don't know. I think potentially more of a candidate than than others, especially with the Snyder dynamic. I'm sure Snyder was a factor in him going there. It's unde- undeniable. But he's got Travell, so I'd like to train with that guy. And be coached by him. Uh, of all the Olympic wrestlers, who's most likely to be pulled mid season? Season, who's is least likely? Well, I would say Suriano is the only one I've even heard that it would be considered. So I think him. I don't even know who would be like number two on that list. Yeah. I think all those guys are staying in. I mean, there's no, they're not going to pull Max Dean. They're not, I mean, um, Yanni's definitely not. I, I think if I had to guess one, it would be Ironman. 
But that's just gun to my head just because it makes sense for him to go and win 141. But even that doesn't make sense because Grant Leith. No, I don't think any of them are. Mm, yeah, I'm with you. All right, next question. Um, last week the logo changed within FRL. We as a fan base thought you were postponing this as long as possible, but it barely made it a month. Care to explain? There's snitches. And they got stitches. They, but we didn't. <laughs> But we didn't actually get to give him stitches. Steve and Kyle, I don't know. We still have the it, the. I mean, it, it, it wasn't in our control. Um, as you said, snitches told designers who then made it and then sent it to production, and we don't control what goes on that screen, so we didn't want it. Uh, I believe, yeah, the wave's still behind me. So, and it used to be that the curtain. Show him the curtain, Bracky. Steve and Kyle, maybe we can go get into Steve's close up here. They tried to hide it. Look, they have this big curtain. And I said, no. No. Yeah. He said it just like that. And he moved it. And he cut on the light. And now the wave still exists. And it's still green back here. Everything's supposed to be red. (laughs) Yeah, that is kind of funny. Um, So. (laughs) At least we have that. We've got that going for us, guys. We're keeping the green. We're keeping something. Okay. We're doing the best we we can. Did we talk about how. Did we talk about how. Flow Arena for like two days was still green, and we were like, "Yes, we have one like saving grace." And then it changed. Yeah, it's yeah. just sort of a bummer. Jack Kennedy, what does "committed" mean? Let's go to our <laughs> resident marriage expert, Stephen Kabracki. Well, <laughs> <laughs> what a well that was. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I'm the wrong. You don't want he's not me committed. to talk about this because. <laughs> I don't care yes, if I kids do. take I don't care if kids take their visits when they're committed because they're getting one they're getting pressured by these coaches to commit to them who literally will tell them we'll pull this like you have until this day to commit or this offers no good anymore um so that's one reason and also they're kids and I remember when I was looking at colleges and I would go to a campus I would go there and I'd be like man this is where I want to go and then two weeks later, I'll go somewhere else and be like, this is where I want to go. And it's just, it's it's not a, I don't know, it's not, their kids, they, they change their minds. It's not a big deal when when they say, hey, this is where I think I want to be. And then maybe something better along the line comes up where it's a better financial offer. It's a better fit for them uh, style-wise or geographic-wise. It's closer to home. Um I don't know. I don't think it's a big deal. I don't think it's a big deal that coaches still recruit kids that are committed because it's in the, within the rules, and they you can't you can do it until they sign their NLI, and they haven't signed their NLI. So I, I don't would, have a problem with it. Also, I'd if recruit, you stop I'd recruiting a kid who has committed, that's on you. That's bad. Yeah. You, like if, if I wanted Bracky to work for me, wow, and then I got like a verbal for him but he couldn't switch jobs for six months then I stopped talking to him well that doesn't seem very good we could lose him to rights and acquisition <clears throat> right but we kept the pressure that's on cool. and we got him back this literally happened and mm-hmm. here's the thing it's a life decision it's a life decision I've get not, not so much kids but the parents have told me like the kid they've had kids that just about cried because they had to tell a coach no Mm-hmm. And and you know it's not an easy decision for them. It, it often comes down to 
50-50 situation and I need to pull the trigger and I need to make my decision and coaches are giving me deadlines and um you know once a kid verbals uh things change and we've seen once a kid signs things change and them willing to say uh I'm even willing to sit a year if I have to because this is the right decision for me this is where I'm most comfortable this is what I want to do and I'm going to do it and uh, so we can the p- people can poo poo it all they want, but at the end of the day, the kid is going to do what he thinks is right and comfortable for him. Now, I mean, to be sure, there are some flaky kids out there that probably don't do their due diligence and don't think it through and get caught in the moment, but. I would say that's 20% of them and probably 80, 80% of the guys who decommit and commit somewhere else really truly had an internal struggle with making the thing, making the decision. And at the end of the day, it's their life. Just deal with it. Yeah. So basically I thought basically anytime this happens – there's someone that just tweets about how this is just some like they make some sort of social commentary about where we're at in society with these decommitments and your word used to mean something and this and that. And I just don't I can't ever really quite get behind it or understand it. One, one, it's not that serious. It's a kid that says I want to be on one sports team going to another sports team as a high schooler Two, um Adults change their minds all the time about things that are way, way more important, a la marriage, job, etc. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And you're able to do that. Okay. The divorce rate is 50% in this in this country. A, a sovereign oath, a legal doc. You want to talk about signing a legal document? Okay. That's a that's a legal that's a legal doc. Before God, you can lose and, half your money. Yes. Okay. You ain't going to lose half your money. You change an NLI. Well, you might, you know, scholarship-wise. But So, so I don't think <laughs> – two, I think it's a lot more because the, – the one area where I do think it is sort of, to use a word, societal, is it's just so – the world is so connected <laughs> now. This is a connected world, right? Mm-hmm. So everyone kind of knows everything. Are you telling me in the 1990s there weren't kids calling up this coach saying, yeah, I'm coming? And then, you know, maybe they tell their friends and it's a thing. But no one knows other than, like, their friends because you don't tweet things in the 90s, right? right? It's just not out there. Maybe it doesn't even go in the paper. And even if it goes in the paper, it's only going to the people in your county or whatever, right? It's just there's a different world then. So if you can tell me that guys were just, like, not changing their minds and then Gable gets on the phone, uh, Dan Gable called. All right, right. I'm going I'm going there, going right? Don't don't try to pretend this this wasn't happening back then. I just don't believe it. If you can somehow prove it, then I will get up here and I'll say, you know what, I was wrong. Kids only started changing their mind in the last like, 10, 15 years. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's when it yeah, happened. Right? That's when kids start, were became immature and weren't making – Teenagers decided to change their minds only within the last six years. That's when it happened. That's, I never changed my mind. Did you, did you ever change your mind in high school? No. Not no. once. Yeah. Committed. Uh, we literally have the uh, uh, little sit down with Royce Alger where he talks about he was going to Northern Iowa and then Gable showed up at his house. Yeah. yeah. And like 
just basically With wouldn't leave. Ring. Yeah. Um, and so he was like talking about how tough it was to have to call Northern Iowa and tell him I'm not coming anymore because Gable came. Um, he was class it, of 2013, I think. Yeah. And then two, uh, I, another thing I saw on social media when the whole Etchemendia thing was happening is like people trying to shame these coaches for still going after kids that are committed. It's their job and it's within the rules. Like I, I'm listen, I'm, Man, if I'm, I'm a wrestling coach, them. what is my job? It's to make the best wrestling team, okay? <clears throat> to do that, I'm going to get the best wrestlers, okay? And I'm going to do that through whatever means are legal and applicable. And I don't understand. <laughs> and, and first of all, many of the coaches that say they don't recruit over, oh, if he's verbal, I don't. Some of them it's true, they don't. But many of them definitely still do recruit. They just get mad when their guys get poached. And then they want to say, oh, I would never do that. But you definitely did and have. I never understood why. And will. Just in general. And, and should. And also should. You definitely should. And should. This is just a general commentary. Sports are always in this separate bucket of morals and ethics and rules. And it is hogwash. In in pro sports, well, you know, he should have he stayed home, gotten a hometown discount. You take a hometown discount at the steel mill, at the school, <laughs> mm-hmm. at the accounting firm. You take a hometown discount. Yeah. You, do you do that? No. The, the 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 sports is no different. No. Sports is no different. People are allowed to do the things that they want to do, and yes, sometimes they will hurt people. And yes, sometimes people yeah, will be immature you know and people what, make though, bad I, decisions. It's it's because fans are nuts. It's because it's because yes. people root for teams. I was watching. Yeah. Last night I was working and I had on the pregame NFL thing and um, the pre-Monday night football thing and I didn't uh, I'm over here working and I didn't change the channel before the game started so they put on this Chris Collinsworth thing and Chris Collinsworth I think is the best analyst like He's ever good. in any sport and wow um, they were talking about they were talking about how sometimes you're not. Uh, you can be as good a- a- and as Chris Collinsworth is also probably the most honest guy that is good as- at his job. Like he's very honest. He says he says when there's bad officiating calls. He says when a guy screws up, and he says when a guy's lazy, and he says when a guy is brilliant. And he says, but in the fandom world, that uh, they-, they had on the thing, the- his call in the in the Eagles Super Bowl where after the Super Bowl Phillies Eagles fans ripped him to shreds and said he didn't want to say he didn't want to see the Eagles win and they nitpicked this thing that they said about him and they nitpicked that thing he said about him but then this NFL films thing rebutted it with all the praise that he dumped on on the Eagles the whole time so people pick and choose what they want to listen to and believe in and and the thing is, they don't root for Brad Key's marriage. They don't care about Brad Key's marriage, but they root for the Iowa Hawkeyes. That's so sick. I care. You know what I mean? So they're gonna they're gonna take things through a lens. And if a guy decommits, this some people are gonna feel a certain way about it. And they're not gonna care if I cheat on keto, right? They're not gonna care about values <laughs> unless it applies to their 
freaking team. I think you've listed two things that people very much care about. <laughs> people very much care about concern and make Twitter accounts about your keto diet. And people are very excited <laughs> about Bracky's marriage and his uh, coming baby. We had m- multiple questions about Bracky's child to be. Um, so yeah, I, I think you're wrong there. One other thing I will say to give a little credence to, there is no reason to verbally, as far as I can tell, if I have a child and he's a freshman in high school, I'm going to counsel him to not verbally commit because there is no good that can come of it. No, there's no benefit to doing that, right? One, it makes you look at some point indecisive. It is not a, it is not great if you have to change your mind. If you make this public declaration, I'm going this place, and then I changed my mind and I'm going somewhere else, there was no there is no actual benefit to that. There is nothing legally binding from the team to you for making your verbal commitment. You can verbally commit all okay. you want, and your team owes you absolutely nothing. Okay. One, I, that's two. That's, that's true. You lose leverage with that team if you say, "Hey, I'm going to I'm Richie Figueroa, and I'm going to Arizona State right now." Okay. Well, this guy's coming. He's committed, so I can you know maybe move some things around. There's you lose some leverage. There is no actual benefit to doing it. So I do understand that perspective. The people are saying, well, why did he verbally commit? Great question. I don't know. But I'm um, I'm not going to uh, vilify them for, for changing their minds. Do you know it? Well, uh, hold on, though. I, I, I don't entirely agree with that because of what the rules uh, – in general, yes. Don't don't commit until you're a hundred percent sure, right? Or you think you're a hundred percent sure. And I'm sure there's kids out there that thought they were a hundred percent sure at the time. I'm sure there's also kids that were about sixty percent sure and pulled the trigger anyway because it's fun to announce. However, with the rules currently being what they are, which are kids can come on campus, uh, like like. Drake Ayala right now is taking all these visits, right? He's visiting this school and visiting that school. He's at UNC last week. He is a junior. He hasn't wrestled a match as a junior. He mm-hmm. has two full seasons to go. But yet his recruiting process starts now. His recruiting process started, you know, a few months ago. Mm-hmm. And so two things. You are allowed to be actively recruited now as a junior. And two... Coaching staffs are allocating resources a, a whole year earlier now. This is our board. This is how we're giving this guy 60%. We're giving this guy 30%. we are giving this guy 75 And they're making plans. So well, it, it's not. Yeah, that's juniors. I'm talking about a freshman. I mean, Booze Yellow. Well, yeah. Right, fresh. Yeah, uh, that's what what I'm more specifically talking about. Junior, okay, yeah, you're getting in that range where you're actually you're making a a more informed decision at that point, and also the team is too. The team knows what you're going to be, and they have a better clear of what they're going to be able to invest in you, and can they? You can actually talk to the team as a freshman in high school. Technically, you are not supposed to be communicated with, right? Now, does it happen? I don't know. But that's the way it's supposed to be. You know what? You know yeah. what? You, you want to look at a sport where kids commit early? Basically, the so you know we've got I don't know twenty five ish kids on the junior big board. Softball committed. Lacrosse. 
basically every team has their 2021 class done done right now wow. fall of their mm -hmm. junior year so you're fighting gymnastics for, for gymnastics they commit in like eighth grade yep and i'm not even kidding routine routinely so that was a good pun thank you mm -hmm. i don't know if you'd uh now and that's the news and that's the news and that's frl question for that question and that's what committed means and folks. That's, <laughs> that very simply is what it means to be committed in <laughs> you got it i think we're all on the same page now okay any other questions here at 931 there's quite a few from sam herring so nomad and i are the unofficial spike ball champs of 2019 who's number one who else from the frl team could beat yabara and uh Jesse, I guess Jesse Mendez with me. Yeah. Well, Sam, you're looking at him. Yeah. Me and me and Bracky would. So here's the not thing. only that team, but we would run you and Nomad out of the gym. So here's the thing. The the whoa, easy there, killer. The wrestling room game is far different than the one we play. The net's looser. The ball's not as pumped. Bracky plays a lot of short games, so he'd be fine. CP's power game highly mitigated. In the wrestling room. And there's a lot more diving. Ceilings are lower. I don't think my power is mitigated. It's a, it's a different game. It is a little different, but um, Bracky and I would would have great successes. Actually, we used to be the team, Bracky. I know. What happened? We had to even things out and make it more fair. We had, That's to, make why it, we had to be divided. Exactly. What, I think at some point we should, we, we should reunite. It'll feel so good. Um. All right. Any other questions on here to get you guys excited? Let me look. Yeah. Oh, if you had to wager an amount of money that would make you uncomfortable, what bet would you more likely take? Spencer never makes a senior level team, or Fix makes another one. I don't understand this question. Yeah, you do. How do you not understand an that? amount? Okay, an amount of money that makes you uncomfortable. So uh, never makes a team or fix. Never makes another one. Nope. I mean, I'd you pick won't? fix to make a nope. team. Pick them. I'm keeping my money. You have to. You are. You're the fantasy sports enthusiast. You have to put your money. It's a hypothetical your question, dude. It's a hypothetical. You're not <laughs> it's actually not doing actually it. your money. You have to. All right. Fine. Forget the money. There's a gun to your head now. All right. <laughs> we raise the stakes. Dayton, Dayton. because Spencer has Basically, not wrestled a freestyle match in four years. There we go. That's why. There we go. Yeah, the pressure I, of the firearm. I would take Dayton as well. Remember the other day when I had to explain this to you, or who was it? Was it you that I had to explain it to the why the death thing is the important? Yeah, yeah. it was about the last meal thing. Yeah. Last meal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, that. No, no, no we're no. not getting on that because that pissed me off. That uh -oh. pissed me right <laughs> off. Oh, my God. Wait, what pissed you off? CP's seven course final meal. That shit sucked. That, it that it also, sucked bad. After, it after sucked the show, so bad. After the show, I found out that Texas just got rid of the last meal because. because jerks like him. Exactly. Because some guy who, like, killed multiple people. <laughs> Ordered like twelve different things. Yeah, that's like, Christian. I, I did not order twelve. I did not yes, order twelve but. with super specific orders with for each of them. So I wouldn't even they were ask like, for you know what? He's you animals don't even deserve it. Anymore. And asked for six things under each part of the food pyramid. I I <laughs> I had a you little disgust me. I had a little surf and turf and turf with the chicken. You had pizza, pizza. You had golden corral. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 
Exactly, Golden Corral. You can get a buffet uh, dinner at Golden Corral for twelve ninety nine, not even including uh, including we, a we drink. We never took Sean Foz to Golden Corral, by the way. Dang it! Now he's big. Now he's bigger than all of us. Hey, where would okay if we lined up by weight, where would Sean Fowles stand in our in the FRL order? Right if we now, had to guess. Right now, he's got to be bigger than all three of us in Austin. I think so too. Fowles? Yeah. Oh, he's huge. <laughs> he's home sized. <laughs> okay, so here's the question: It would go. It would go. Nomad, me, Bracky, or Bracky me. Who knows? Depends how much milk I've been drinking. And then, is it Sean Willie or Willie Sean is the question. Will Keto Willie, lightest he's been Craig, in some time. I'm 60 now. 160? Yeah. Oh, Fowles is bigger than that, isn't he? You think Fowles oh, is bigger yeah. than 160? Fowles is bigger than all of us. Great. But like a, health, like a healthy one. Yeah, so like, I'm sure he's like, loving life. we got to find out how much we have to. Weighs. We have to do a thing with him at Golden Corral. We have to. I actually... We have to add any buffet that he wants to go to. Yeah, his be. Wood Grill. Let's not, let's not pigeonhole it to Golden Corral because Golden Corral's garbage. Now <laughs> it's not that bad. Come, listen, <laughs> it's know, not good. You know how they are, Bracky. I know. You know how they are with food. Bracky, me, you, and Vinny went there one time. I know. We, it we was talked good. about how horrible. No, no. <laughs> I like revisionist it. history. I, <laughs> Vinny, you know how Vinny is. Vinny's Debbie Downer about everything. He was going through the buffet, grabbing hash browns out of the thing with his bare hands and double oh, fist. Hey, like, and he was like, this but, sucks. Like, <laughs> but the way Vinny does it, he's like, oh, this is terrible. And then he eats ten plates. Right, exactly. Precisely. <laughs> so I think he actually loves it. He actually loves it. So two of the three loved it. Okay, so... To answer, so obviously to answer that question, Dayton fix. <laughs> we used to we used to do um, buffet Thursdays. Buffet mm-hmm. Thursday were great, and but half the time Willie wouldn't go, or like say he couldn't go for some reason. There used to be this terrible Chinese place on Horrible. Riverside, and every time we'd go, we'd get Horrible. like one plate, and we'd be like, "Why do we come back here?" And we would come every back time, every Thursday. Every time we went there. Except Vinny, every I think time they hypnotized you. Except Vinny every time would go to the dessert stand and get flan. And yeah. And then <laughs> bitch about how horrible it was. Like, why do you do this every week? <laughs> I have the same question for all you guys. Hey. Hey. According this is a tweet I just saw. This has nothing to do with anything we're talking about, but this is incredible. According to Mike Madden, father of the Madden wrestling family. All Maddens. All the Maddens. Muhammad McBride graduated high school at 14. Wow. That's interesting. What? So is he a genius? I would assume that that that's just 14? impressive. I was Why is he from is he from Delta? Why how, why is was Mr. Matten? I don't know. No one knows anything about Muhammad. Hey CP, we need a tattoo update. Uh no updates yet. A lot of people are asking about that. I don't have one. Uh, Jonathan Fletcher asks, any plans for the next Flow film to be on the Bathroom Bandit? <laughs> I think we well, have I to catch to him first. Well, we have to catch him, and then I'll, we'll do a... I'll, we don't want put, it to be a snuff film. I'll put matters into my... Take matters into my <laughs> own hands. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. I don't know if it's bad. Um, 
A snuff film? Do you know what a snuff film is, Christian? No. No, he just said he didn't when he... Don't <laughs> tell me. I bet it's bad. I gotta tell you. No. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. Kyle, do you know? Yes. No. Oh, no. Don't. Don't it's say it. It's a porn it. film in which, in which somebody <laughs> dies. I wasn't thinking of it. Him. I wasn't thinking of it in the pornographic sense. Just in the sense where someone dies. That, I know. I, I know. I know. Though. I know. But the point was the person dies, not the, the that part of it. Just play the song. <laughs> Just play it. Play and the song. That's the news. Play the song. Hope you're proud of yourselves. You know what? On episode 420, on marijuana's birthday, you pull this crap. <laughs> marijuana, not even a real term. Alright, I don't really have anything to say. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll be back tomorrow? We're back tomorrow. Alright. Wednesday. Let's get out of here. <laughs> I can't believe he said that. Also, you, he's bandit. like, oh That's no, you bandit. But you didn't eat, but it's like you didn't mean that part, as though there's not many other movies where people die in. Only like every movie well, there it, ever is. It's like an actual like live death. It's like, oh my yes, god. <laughs> That's the point. That's the point. You're, you're sick. You are, <laughs> man. You. I hope the company doesn't have access to your Googles. <laughs> Goodness, how do you know this stuff? How, Willie? No, because uh, there was a no. Nick Cage film about it. Oh boy. Law and Order. Oh, eight millimeter. Law and Order SVU is how Bracky knows. That's a little more wholesome. Guys, just watch wrestling. Don't watch all this other. Don't don't pollute your mind with this poison. Nomad's apartment is filled with snuff film. <laughs> Got cut it. It's over. Bye. Dump it. <laughs>